What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple H Podcast. Happy Hour Hoops back with you. Six days away from the NBA season now. And this thing has got to start because I'm I've watched just a little bit of preseason ball and I'm ready to crown the, the Celtics champion. So I need to be <laughs> I need to be checked with this you, preseason you, ball. Yeah, you Celtics fans need to be hosed down right now, I think. Dude, I know. This is <laughs> me admitting it on air. I'm glad that you are. This is a great Dunny, Dunny, if you're nothing, you're nothing but a man of honor and integrity and come out and be like, listen, us Celtics fans, we're wilding out, but we are happy about it. And that's hey, that's what sports is all about. Yeah, man. I uh I was just too engaged last night. Missoula said before the game that he was going to let the main guys, you know, play some regular minutes. They played regular minutes up until the fourth quarter. Um, And yeah, that was enough to just get me so excited. If any doubts that I had about Robin Smart leaving are almost all the way gone now, just from seeing preseason, which is scary. I'm sure the first couple regular seasons will change that, but um. Yeah, it, it's an awesome time, man. Six days away. LeBron James stays away. Mm. I mean, I'm sure you guys are, are just as excited as me and probably yeah. are sick of the all the Celtics coverage at this point. But six days away, how are we feeling, fellas? Well, you know me. I'm, I'm never sick of the Celtics coverage. Stevie <laughs> Boston's in full effect. I mean, you, t- you see people want to become Derek White we saw came out. Because yeah. Derek White's mm. playing perfect kind of basketball. D'Lo's like, I want to be Derek White. But, uh, you know, there's a guy that we're going to talk about a lot this year, Tony. We're going to talk about him a lot this year. But I don't think I've ever seen a preseason game quite like what Victor Wembanyama did. No. Oh, my. I, it, if we want to talk about all the hype was kind of blown out of proportion, what have you. I, I don't care. I want to blow it up more. Make this hype even more because what he did, if he can play like that in the regular season, he's unstoppable. He's yeah. unstoppable. He can handle the ball. Just the turnaround jumper he was making, just his reach alone. I mean, his reach alone offensively and defensively is out, outrageous. It just got me to the point where I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to watch the Spurs. And when I'm when I'm going, we're six days away from the NBA season and I'm thinking I can't wait to watch one of the worst teams in the NBA last year now you know the hype is real because yeah. there's so many exciting teams this year. I think we've talked about it last week. We have a big four, right? The two teams from the East, two teams from the West, Nuggets, Suns, Celtics, Bucks. But honestly, after those four, you're looking at the remaining 26 teams. Can I? Is it crazy to say like 24 of them are interesting? Like there's 24 teams yeah. that are interesting coming into this year, I and I said better. it last. I said it last year. I thought it was like the most talented, you know, NBA we've really ever had. This year, I think it's the most interesting because there's yeah. so many young up and coming teams. There's so many teams that maybe are like on their last couple of years of the championship window, and then there's teams with superstars, players we love that were like, this might be where they blow it all up, fall off. So I can't wait. The hype is so real. After seeing some of these preseason games, the hype is out of control now. We, we're we going to have basketball back in less than a week, boys. Less than a week. Somehow the official train wreck uh, non-picture thing got changed to, to the Sabres scoreboard falling. I don't know why. That was for me. It was set for Dunny. Not sure where who did that or what. Yeah, look at that. It's just the crash <laughs> scoreboard. Um, but it's that's a great look. It's um. 
what a wild could you imagine like scoreboard crashing nowadays that'd be insane basketball court i don't think it's ever happened in basketball court for pretty sure it's it'd be pretty dangerous in basketball yeah, it would not be a good thing <laughs> dangerous anywhere they're lucky yeah, that true. Shit was, uh, you know 10 a.m no one out there but uh I'm you, I'm so tight. I hate preseason anything, and I love seeing all the basketball and the highlights and everything. But it's just making me like more antsy to see these games. Yep. And when, but when Vignana, oh. Chet, Holmgren, and just the Oklahoma City oh. Thunder, who we're gonna talk about a lot, seeing that Celtics lineup card, just even just seeing it, like as the starting lineup was very jarring, and I'm sure very exciting for you to see, Dunny. But seeing that all, yeah. see, like. The the highlights the other night of the Suns, the way that they looked, just making everything it looked ice automatic for them. Look to the ice, it is, but it's it's the biggest test of gravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out Steph Curry that we've ever seen because the ISO ball is a lot easier when guys can't help off of anybody else too. You know, yeah, like that's it's like ultimate pickup basketball it looks like right. the Suns, but they have like the three best guys you would want to do it. It's so it's I'm just interested to see this. Like you said, all these teams are pretty interesting, except two of the teams. And two of the teams they are probably talking about tonight are probably the least interesting teams in the league. Yep. At least in, they're in the same division. They're, they're in, in the, the same, same division. division. <laughs> and that's why it worked out perfectly that we're doing both the Northeast, Northwest and the Southeast divisions tonight. Uh, and also our two NBA finalists, the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat in these divisions. So absolutely yeah. giving them, saving nice the best for last. Uh, but yeah, I'm ex- I'm very very excited for the season to start because, like you said, the league pass I, that is a something I'm working on is my league pass rankings to send for you guys where I'm going to be leaning towards. But I think the Spurs, the Celtics, the Thunder, a lot of these teams that are going to be great, yeah. great, exciting league pass every single night. You're going to have a Pacers, fun time. What? Pacers, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be the Pacers. I just hate. I'm gonna be so mad when the Pacers are good again. Like I love Halliburton, <laughs> but I'm just preparing myself for my all my Pacers hate that has built up through my life because there's a lot of it. Think of my my. Yeah. Think of you know how yeah, big when during my Miami days, the Pacers. I had a I had to worry about them. Even the Cavs that seven game right. series a couple years ago with Braun. That was a ridiculous well that's the theory. thing Micah. like these guys that are likable right now for you right ben, ben mather and tyrese halliburton and they start winning some big games over the Cavs. no longer likable yeah i don't want to talk yeah exactly quickly also don't know if i like the Cavs. that's my biggest subplot yet yeah, take for me to turn on the Cavs this year but let's what dunny we got stuff to get into first so yeah, we got some notes. news and notes before we get into the Northwest Division and the Southeast Division. Um, two guys who famous famously been in the news all offseason. We're going to spend a little more time on John Morant than James Harden, but we're going to talk about both of them, uh, unfortunately, because Harden has been the way we've started the show the last yeah. two or three shows. This is the third, I think. Um, so we'll start with Ja today. Just a little John Morant check-in. Most people, most basketball fans know John Morant is suspended for the first 25 games of the Grizzlies season. He has, you know, they brought in Derrick Rose, who obviously isn't much of a a needle mover, but then they made the, they got involved in the Marcus Smart trade. So they brought in two guards um, and more, I guess, negative stuff just keeps coming out. And Jake, what your findings were that, 
I mean, you were the one who was kind of telling us about it earlier, or at least me. I don't know, Steve. I don't know if you had time yeah. to dive into the article, but it's basically Jaws surroundings that yeah. that it's, started to cause nothing, the off-court there, issues. Yeah, there was nothing really surprising about like it's all stuff that people kind of speculated that it was he's just had poor habits start from off the court. But apparently, but the thing is, is that coming out of college there were none of these concerns about Josh. Mm-hmm. so it's the environment that he's been put in since coming into the league it's part the so this, the big picture story is it's part memphis enabling a young kid and allowing a superstar it's right. part himself putting himself in sit, continuous situations and and a lot of the a lot of the theme of the article was about alcohol and and about the way that you know there is multiple reports of Ja landing with the team plane in a city him flying his family and friends out, including the people that he was with in the Instagram video, the people that he was with at the instance where he got into a fight with a 17 year old at his own property, like people that he's been with the whole time. And they would go out, leave the hotel. He'd show up. I mean, sources claiming he's hung over. At least he seemed like dragging or whatever. Now it's, it's definitely a John Morant hit piece. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's not like yeah. there's no, there's no jaw defense in this at all. This is all like gathered team sourcing and Memphis Grizzly sourcing and everything. So it's not going to be like they're they're throwing jaw under the bus a little bit, but they're also putting a lot of blame on the people around him too. Right. I, I would say a lot more blame on the people around him. While they don't say flattering things about jaw in the article, it puts a lot of blame on his on his dad even like saying that he is living the nba superstar lifestyle bomani jones chimed in on that and said you know he's not the only nba father out there enjoying the nba superstar lifestyle so let's not completely vilify t for doing what so many men have done in their life but it's not helping it's it's that's the main thing with the jaw story is it's not one thing with jaw right now it's not like one instance he's had multiple instances but it's just the pattern and the, the surroundings and everything else and how do you remove yourself from a situation where if your dad is a bad influence on you or your brothers or things like that, like he's just dealing with uh, dealing with the pressures of being a young superstar in the league. And it doesn't seem like the Grizzlies or the people around him have offered the right support. And I think the only reason it's such an important conversation for me is because Ja could be the, he should be the number one person we're talking about on this rankings. Like he should be the MVP. He should be talking about Memphis as one of those four teams like that's the trajectory they were on a couple years ago were they not yeah. so that's like the biggest story for me is that jaw is like one of the great young talents in the league and we need to get him support and get him back on track because like he he's too special of a talent to waste that and that's the biggest thing i think so i hope that this piece puts more pressure on memphis if anything mm-hmm. else like figure it out and make sure when he comes back it's into a better environment than they offered before that's for sure yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a sticky situation for Memphis and Ja, man. I th- it is so crazy that when you you know put that all into perspective, like how quickly and you know for good reason. Like we were we were ready to crown Ja and say that the the Grizzlies were a contender for all the yeah. right reasons. We weren't. I don't think the hype was ever out of control with Ja. It was just that he made these electric right. Yeah, yeah. He was. You know, people were talking about when. And this was a few years ago, so some people have kind of already taken that spot. But like when KD and LeBron were like clearly starting to get washed up, and before really anyone was 
kind of talking about Luca in that same vein. Like everyone, that's how people were talking about John Morant. Like right. he was the future of the league. Still very well could be, you know. Yeah. If he if he leaves all this behind, but um it, it's gonna be kind of one of those, you know, final straw things, not for not to say that, you know, if he messes up again, he's never gonna play basketball again, but final straw in that he could revive where he once was and how yeah. people oh, perceives yeah. him. And, you know, not just fans or people who watch basketball, but also within his own organization. I mean, them bringing in smart says a couple of things to me that one, it's, you know, maybe someone to help him out and kind of grow as a, a veteran and a leader Two to be in his position while he's suspended. And then three, potentially a backup plan of job, isn't able yeah. to work this out at all. Yeah. So, you know, you hope for the best for Ja, and it is almost disheartening when, you know, some of that stuff's brought to your attention with, you know, his family instead of helping him, almost enabling him in certain situations. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think as a podcast, we all hope for the best with Ja, but 25 games is a lot. Hopefully it's enough to kind of reflect on some of this stuff and then it's it comes to a halt once he gets back. Yep. Yeah, I'm hoping having smart there will will help Ja kind of guide him in the right direction. Because the biggest thing for me is like you got to surround yourself around the right people, right? You're not you're not ever going to change anything. You're not going to change your habits if you surround yourself in the same situation over and over and over again. So I think the Grizzlies by getting smart switched it up a little bit and seeing this article, it's like it's tough when maybe the wrong people you're surrounding yourself are people who might've been your friends or family members around you. That makes it so much harder. So it's something that Jaws is going to have to figure out himself, but you're right. Like the, the hype on this guy was to the point where we got, we, we said he was probably better than Zion at one point where Zion had all the hype and it felt like yeah. Ja was the silver medal of this class and Jaws play. It wasn't anything else. It was Jaws play that really made people go, wow, you know what? This might be a one, a one B type situation. And then Zion had his own issues and everyone's like, wow, this the job ja might be the guy from this class. This might be the next superstar we're watching before our eyes. And I think it's, you know, he, he has the hard part figured out. He's got the basketball figured out. He's, yeah. he's got the skills. For, yeah. That's the hard part. Now he's just got to put himself in the, in the right situations and just hopefully, you know, he can stay true to who he is. And I also think Ja's a competitor, guys. And I also think they brought us Marcus Smart here not only to help Ja, but to kind of compete, to be like, hey, you know what? We have another guy. We have another guy who's a capable starting point guard. He hey. may not be the type of player you are, but you better – you better, you know, focus up and be ready to lead this team because Marcus Smart is a dog. And we we all know that. Donnie knows that as much as if, anyone, where he he's all for the competition. If there's anyone who thinks it's gonna be Marcus Smart time, it's Marcus Smart. That's exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so you know, we hope the best for Ja. I think, you know, I don't think any of us think that Memphis won't be in the picture in the Western Conference. We don't think that, you know, they're the upper echelons. As as we did a couple of years ago at the top of the West, but you know they'll, they'll be in the fighting. They'll be fighting for a playoff spot. They'll be Definitely. probably giving a team a hard time once they do ultimately make the playoffs. Um, and you just hope that Jaws there in the right headspace when when they do so. You guys good on Jaw there? I'm good. Now now we can talk about someone who's not in the right headspace whatsoever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> James Harden. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that, honestly. <laughs> no, definitely J not. James Harden, uh, 
is out of his damn mind. He, as Shams put it lightly, it was a no-show at Sixers practice today. Everyone thinks because I believe it was reported he was in Houston while Sixers practice was going on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's that. And Bede's had... quote was hilarious just after. He's like, well, he wasn't here, so apparently. He maybe had something, something to was... do. <laughs> yeah, maybe he had something to do. <laughs> Honestly, I I love that Joel can still at least like have good spirits about it because like you know some part of him has to be so pissed off that he has to oh, answer yeah. these questions. Like and B shouldn't have to be answering where James is. He's like, I don't know, man. Like I just fucking practiced for three hours. And yeah, B's like, I'm the one who shows up. I'm the star who cares about like, yeah. this guy. He doesn't care. I'm so done with James Harden. I'm so sick and tired <laughs> of James Harden. I don't even care. Hold out for another. Just retire, bro. Just retire at yeah. this point. I don't even care anymore. You keep, uh, oh, I want to get traded. Then he complain. It's the same cycle over and over and over and Push over comes and over the shove. Is he Is he a clipper by next week? And we could just <sighs> let him go rest in obscurity over there with oh. Russell Westbrook, which would just be hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. I keep, I keep hearing what they're not we- close to getting a deal done, but. I wouldn't be surprised. But the Clippers, the, the thing about the Clippers are just sitting there waiting at this point. They're like, this is like he's flaming his way out. They, they're gonna have to. I guess they didn't want to give up Terrence Mann. That's who we're. That's who we're part yeah, that's over that's at this the point. Yeah. And I get it. We can't. Like, that's what him. we're talking about. <laughs> it's a former <laughs> MVP like Terrence Mann. I don't know. So what Terrence Mann's too much, bro. Yeah. And let's. Let's not get it twisted. Terrence Mann's a good player. This yeah, isn't. This player. isn't. To, this isn't to shit on Terrence Mann. But to, for the Clippers, James not Harden willing still. to give up a role player for a guy in James Harden, who is a you know MVP of this league, multiple time scoring champ, it is kind of crazy when they've you think got of it like they that. have they have all the chips in this scenario. And Maury, if Maury really wants to go into this season, because I feel like he has the balls to go into the season with Harden just sitting at home doing yeah, nothing. I think so. And I, I just I feel like so. that's I think the he dunk- will. Do you think he wants to force Joel Embiid out then? Because why would he? Why is he putting Joel through this? Like, is Maury's ultimate plan to just blow it all the way up, and this is his way to do it? Because I don't see any other. How? Do, like we were just talking about, why would Joel like he has to put up with this again? When has this man ever had a normal NBA season? Like he, they've all the Sixers have come into every season with just. Just chaos every year. Sucks for Embiid, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it, it's just not good. And the Cl- the Clippers being tied into this, it kind of seems like when you just spam your friend shitty trades and f- uh, sh- shitty trades in fantasy football, and just do it over and over again until they accept one of them. Like I feel like that's what the Clippers are doing with the Sixers, yeah. trying to get like they're like we don't actually want Harden, but we'll send you shit trades until until the he Clippers annoys the, you enough. They're the Pawn Stars meme right now. Yeah, like James Harden. Yeah. Best I could do is two second round picks, guys. Yep. Yeah, that's what we're looking at. <laughs> best we can do is Zubak. <laughs> Get back to us. Yeah, so I mean that that can be it for our James Harden talk. It felt like we just had to report, you know, the maybe the last He's couple of weeks were, were more non-news than this, but this yeah. is, is just crazy, man. Like he was like intensely warming up for the pre preseason games last week. Now this week he's not at practice. Um like are we surprised though, Donnie? I'm not surprised. No, no, no. Uh, I'm a little surprised that he was in a different state. 
<laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm not surprised they didn't show up for practice. I'm surprised that he was halfway across the country not at practice. Um, but yeah, that's that's James, man. We'll we'll see where he ends up. It would kind of be awesome if he ended up in Memphis too, and we just oh, God. <laughs> we were we're handling two shit shows at once. But no. James Harden not a Philly practice. I, I'm sticking to what I said. I don't. I don't think he'll play a game as a Sixer, and I think Maury is a crazy enough dude to just have him either s- sit in the arena and not play, or at home, like you guys said, and just don't even show up to the facility. You can you can pay fines from from the comfort of your couch or your couch in Houston. At least the Eagles are good. The Phillies are about to go to the World Series. Yeah. You know? Couple games away. Don't watch. This. Yeah. You don't got to worry about the Sixers yet. Just, no, you just, don't. That's, all, that's my advice for Philly fans. It's crazy, man. So yeah, good luck to Sixers. Uh, hopefully, Joel Embiid isn't too shaken up by this, but we'll see. You know, six days, and we get to see the drama unfold. Um, some lighthearted news: NBA could go back to East versus West All Stars, and I am do it. I'm all for it. I need this, man. Yeah, uh, the All Star Game has been shit, and we're gonna we're we're we'll. Qu- I've been quietly saying that, or maybe not at all, mm-hmm. or maybe not enough. But it is. It's been a bad product, and I think it was exciting when they first switched away from the East West. But I think we haven't seen it long enough where it's like just go back to it. We don't need the yeah. you know uh, other than Dame and Giannis kind of recruiting. <laughs> each other and becoming teammates out of it what like we haven't got much good out of right. the whole draft and... I, I don't know if that's good either <laughs> like yeah, i don't know if it's good that Giannis tampering. dame over like all these <laughs> over Jokic and all these other guys in this draft yeah like, you know maybe you guys should be on the opposite conferences next year yeah it's good for the bucks yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but dude like the east west was just so great and like it's just for yeah. the vibes, the jerseys, yeah. everything. Like, like I feel like it's just we need the, the like you said, the time away from it has brought it back. And they also did it at a time when like the West would have just killed the East, and it was just like LeBron and like five Hawks and like two Celtics, yeah. and that was like the cop the conference yeah. team. So they were it was a long that is true. period where the East was getting like destroyed. We got a little bit and of a rivalry not that now. way anymore. Yeah, exactly. a little bit of a rivalry hey, now. What, why is the East running Spark from the grind? Up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What are they doing out there? So, yeah, I'm with this. Completely. Yeah. you. I think we need it, man. And, you know, this is more of like an old head complaint, but like it will bring back a little bit more of like the I'm not friends with you unless you're on my team aspect. Like yeah, yeah. The, There'll be less buddy-buddy stuff, which, you know, some people like, some people don't like that about the NBA. I'm I'm pretty indifferent. I don't like it in the playoffs, but, you know, whatever. A lot of these guys are friends. They train with each other. That's um you know that's just the reality of the situation but it should bring back a little more uh, fight in the all-star game and I-, I think we're all here for that i also would love for them to go back to everyone wears their team jersey but there's just the you know the oh, west yeah. wears like the away so it's like all the colors and then east is home so it's all like the whites or whatever i think they should bring that back yeah, too that was that was awesome um and then the last piece of news little little trade happened yesterday I think we touched on him when we talked about the Rockets team, but Kevin Porter Jr. finally traded off the Rockets and then immediately dropped, waved, cut, uh, whatever you want to call it, from the Thunder 
this was basically just the Thunder getting more draft picks and send away some of their older players. They figured, um, you know, bringing in Kevin Porter Jr. and paying off the remainder of his salary was worth them getting two, two more second-round picks. So that's what they got. And then Oladipo, interesting, going to the Rockets. The Rockets are just keep adding. Like, it's never yeah. a bad addition. Like, I feel like they haven't had, like, a quote-unquote bad addition this offseason. But it's just all been weird. Like, they, they brought in Jeff Green. They brought in Dylan Brooks. And they, now they bring in Oladipo. And then, like, it's just this crazy combination of young talent on top of those guys. Mm-hmm. Fred um, Van Vliet, I, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> brought him in, too. So it's like I haven't hated any of the moves they made, but I, I, I'm every move they make, I'm more intrigued to see what this Rockets team look like, especially being coached by Ime Udoka, who we haven't seen since he brought a team to the finals in his first year of coaching. So, yeah, Rockets are probably one of the most interesting teams. I can't wait to see what they look like, and then the Thunder. I think the Thunder are just trying to see how many picks they can get at this point. Let's yeah. see if we can own a draft class is basically the Thunder's <laughs> challenge at this point. <laughs> I think someone in that front office is just trying to piss off Danny Ainge and just trying to best him every every time they make a trade. But who knows, man. And that yeah, that's that's it for news and notes. Kind of underwhelming trade, but we don't, you know, it's not too often you get trades right before the season right. starts. So that was that was kind of fun yesterday. You guys ready to preview oh, yeah. preview the last two divisions? Oh yeah. And let's start with the NBA champions of last year. Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. Their over under for win totals is 53 and a half. What do you guys have for the win total here? Start start with Steve, man. Tell tell us tell us why it's over. It, it is over. I mean, it's I, it's one of the easier overs, I think. I, you look at this win total, the Nuggets are not losing less than 54 games if Jokic stays healthy. It's just a fact. And I know we've joked about Jokic. Oh, he doesn't care. He doesn't want to try this year. Jokic is one of the best basketball players, if not the best basketball player in the world, when he's uh, on the court, and it does not matter. He could be, it looks like Jokic could put 40% effort and he's still dominating the guys out here. This is a great Nuggets team. And the biggest thing I say when I like to take teams overs is I like to see the same guys kind of come back, the same group come back. Last year, we saw the Nuggets core finally healthy at the same time. And what did that end up with? That ended up with an NBA Finals championship. It's a no brainer, easy over for me here. I also, too, I know these are two names that not a lot of people know. Hunter Tyson and Julian Strother have been dominating for the Nuggets over the summer and in the preseason. These are two guys, young guys, that it used to be classic Nuggets fashion. You could see come off the bench for 20 minutes and just produce. That's just what the Nuggets do. I like their depth. They have one of the most gifted basketball talents in the world, Nikola Jokic, and sky's the limit once again for this team. Easy over. Yeah. I've, this team is a lock for this over. I think they're the one seed easy in the West. I mean, we talked about the Suns potential a couple weeks ago. Like we said, there's a big four here, but I think the Suns are still punching up to the Nuggets. And the thing about this team I, I'm most excited about is just healthy Jamal Murray all year yeah. long. Like really like as exciting as Jokic, Jokic is going to be amazing again, but Murray was so awesome again in the playoffs. And to just see mm-hmm. him come into a season rolling off of that, who knows, but like Murray could be a, 
all NBA guy for all we know. Like he could be in that discussion, first team, second team, if the, if the year goes right. Like these two are so dynamic and just still feels like the best. Like I was looking at the looking at the depth charts as we were getting ready for this. And like that, that starting five is still just terrifying on a night-to-night mm-hmm. basis when you look at it. So I'm yeah, I'm rolling with the over for this team for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So we're all in agreement here. I have yeah. I have the over. It's just like you said, I think healthy Jamal Murray was the biggest thing going into my my thought process on breaking down this squad. They haven't got worse. You know, they lost Bruce Brown. That's about the only hit they took to the roster. And, you know, they're they're good enough everywhere else that they make up for it. Uh, Christian Brown is going to make up for yeah. the loss of Bruce Brown. Year two, Christian Brown is going to be exact type of player they need to fill that role. Yeah. And uh, I think they might have just signed him to an extension last week, too. Um, so, yeah, the, the Nuggets look good. I got the over. Team MVP, I assume we all have the Joker. We don't even need to discuss it. Next <laughs> next, uh, next category. Yeah. I think we're going to try to go quicker with these teams anyway, just because we have two divisions tonight. But the, the Nuggets are just making it easy off the bat. Yeah. Over on the win total, Jokic, uh, team MVP, most likely to be traded could be interested. This is a team who – you probably won't consider, uh, you know, a team that has to make a trade or will be at a point in the season where they need to make a trade. I think if anyone, it's KCP, just a, a spot-up shooter that can play defense. I think that's a, a need for most every team at some point during an NBA season. Uh, that, that was my really only reasoning there. I don't, I don't see them needing to make a trade at any point. Yeah, I, I'm going. I'm stealing yours, Jake. I'm going with Reggie Jackson. Just, just because I think they have a lot of like up and coming young players too. I think Christian Brown can hold that role. And the biggest reason why it's not KCP for me, Dunny, I just think the Nuggets like KCP more. Like I KCP do, just yeah. seemed to play in big moments. Um, I, I don't really think they're gonna make a big trade, but if it does, I think Reggie Jackson's. I guess fair. Maybe Zeke Nazi because we haven't really seen too much of him. He's still kind of young, has potential, and maybe he's odd man out with all these other young players they have coming off their bench. But I'll go Reggie. Yeah, the only reason I picked Reggie, Reggie Jackson was because I, I just like KCP, so I've, I've not sending yeah. him anywhere. And Nuggets like the, KCP. And the, the KCP like- trade could happen if there's an if there's an op there's that's the only trade though that i think would possibly happen is something around the edges there with like a kcp or like a reggie jackson or yeah any of these or Najee like one of these bench guys or guys is not going to play like a huge role or not one of the big four but they don't need to do anything i don't i don't i don't think they're going to do anything during this like i was looking at it i'm like i don't i don't want to trade anybody on the nuggets just roll into this year Keep this team forever for ten years, like, and it's and it'll be good. Like they're they are very well built, and I'm I was surprised at how good I felt about it. Like thinking about among them in the West, like yeah, they're just they they can stay the same. So don't trade anybody unless they're getting like I don't know, I don't even know who I'd want to add to this roster, Giannis or something. Um. Yeah, that that would be pretty unbelievable if they traded Re- Reggie Jackson for Giannis straight up. Yeah, straight up, Bucks would do that for sure. <laughs> Sounds like a good deal to me. So, best and worst case, shouldn't be surprised. Best, I have they win another ring. Worst, I think I seriously think the worst for them is only a second round exit. Uh, it's kind of same thing we talked about last week. Like the the West is has some teams, man. They they have some 
tough matchups if the Nuggets have to see someone, you know, slightly above average or, you know, I think we even talked about when we talked about the Suns last week. If they see a motivated Suns team in the second round who they sent home last year, brand new, new look Suns team, way more talented. I wouldn't be surprised if they sent the Nuggets home in the second round. So that's my only knock on them. If they, if they go up against a tougher opponent early in the playoffs, um, we could see an exit. My, uh, I'm kind of similar. Best case, I think, win the NBA Finals. I'm going to go worst case win the NBA Finals because your superstar center, Nikola Jokic, is not going to want to play for two and a half extra months, and he's going to be like, you know what? I'm tired of this. It was fine the first time this year. We're blowing it up. We're not We're not going back again. But, um, yeah, this is, a, this is a playoff team that's poised to make a deep run. Um, and our biggest concern last year, right, was the Nuggets' defense in the playoffs. We were like, we've seen this team have put up numbers, dominant at home in the regular season. How's their defense going to be in the playoffs? Guys, they might have the best defensive team in the NBA playoffs last year. Yeah. And so it's, it's going to be really hard, really hard. A lot's going to have to go wrong for this team not to make a deep playoff run. But like I said, best case, worst case, same deal. Best case, you can win a number NBA Finals, but you piss off your superstar who wants to go race his horses. You don't want to be here for doing that. It's a side gig. This is nine to five. He doesn't want. He doesn't want to work overtime for two and a half more months again. No. Um, he wants to scout horses. He'll do it on the bench. He'll do it on the bench. He's gonna I, do something in the middle of a game. They're gonna be up fifty. On on some team in the regular season, Jokic's gonna be on the bench doing something like so checked out. It's gonna go viral. Well, that's the that's the thing is he's he's so good at basketball that he has so much room left in his brain that he can just do this. He's yeah. like, oh, I'll just get here's my triple double. I need I need to get this done quick, guys. Like, <laughs> we'll get it done the first half. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, man. The best case is they're walking to an NBA title. I I think that they're going to be in a in the conference finals because they're going to be the one seed. And it, I don't unless unless like I I just think that that's their worst case scenario. This is a conference finals team. This yeah. is a team like the way that they can this build the way with their young pieces and everything else. They could be like Spurs Warriors esque, not winning all these titles, but being in all these conference finals like every year, like we saw these mm-hmm. teams. I feel like if there's anybody that's going to do it in the Western conference right now, the nuggets are set up for it. The Suns are not, and the Lakers are not like there's expiration dates on those teams. There's not really one on this nuggets team. And so I think their worst case is honestly the conference finals for the next couple of years until somebody else proves otherwise. And I don't think any of these teams can right now. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. The biggest thing with the nuggets, you look at their bench and I know it's not a lot of household names, but these are young, good, long, tall players like Julian Strother. Mm-hmm. I, I love Tim and Gonzaga. This is a six, seven guard who can play defense, who can shoot. He's Christian Brown. He, that's exactly what he did last year. Peyton Watson, another one who's playing kind of well in this off season. He's a guy who might have a role. They just have these guys. And I just think they have too many names that they can just plug in. Mm-hmm. It, 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 like I there's, not any holes really on this team right now, which is crazy to say, but it's true. Yeah. So happy our hoops declares the Nuggets really, really fucking good. Yeah. And we yep. expect to see them either in the conference finals or finals. It sounds like. And yeah, that's that. Hopefully, Joker wins himself a second championship and maybe maybe finds an, a new horse as well on, along the way. Next, <laughs> the Timberwolves, Minnesota. Boring group, but also could be kind of intriguing for this upcoming year. The over-under on win total is 44 and a half. I myself am taking the under. 
I do really like Anthony Edwards. I expect a big step from him. Um, and that's who my team MVP is going to be. Spoiler. I think that's probably an, another easy one that clears the board. But I just yeah. I just saw so much dysfunction with this group last year. Cat just still hasn't showed us really, you know, we, we know what he is baseline. He's one of the best shooting bigs in the league. He can give you huge nights. But anytime a guy that talented can also only give you a game with like seven points and three yeah. rebounds and he played the whole time, like – it's just it's hard to believe in a guy or a, or believe that a guy cares when you know you've seen this for how many years now with Cat, and then you know you guys know how I feel about Go Gobert, man. I just I, I still think that was one of the worst trades ever. Yep. I, I didn't I don't I didn't like what I saw last year from the Timberwolves. I I don't think I can hit the over here for forty five and a half wins. I'm I'm right there with you, Donnie. I, I'm I'm taking the under here. I like this under a lot because this is I'm, there's other teams I really like a lot more than uh, than the Timberwolves in the West this year. And Anthony Edwards, exciting. He could probably score 30 a game this year. He's going to make some of those highlight real plays. That's going to just be jaw dropping. Like how is someone that athletic? But the fact of the matter is, is I don't think they're a complete team. They have an old point guard. They have a lot of liabilities, and they're not really a deep team. They're not really a deep team. And you talk about Carl Anthony Towns. I used to really like Carl Anthony Towns coming out of Kentucky. I was like, I think this guy's going to be special because he is that type of big who can handle a little bit. He can shoot. Last year, I'm I, I'm I'm officially done with Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's the one of the most inconsistent stars who people think is a superstar when he really is barely a star. He's criminally overrated. We saw the NBA top 100 players list come out. Some of the names that they had Carl Anthony Towns over was just disrespectful. And I I don't I don't want to bring that up because I got a little too rattled. The, whatever people were ranting about the top 10 of the list, I thought the top 10 fine. Whatever it was the guys from like 50 and below it's like how can you put carl anthony towns 30 spots ahead of some of these guys but the fact of the matter is as i don't think he i don't think they really have a second star i think it's anthony edwards and a bunch of guys and rudy gobert yeah he's great defensively but we've seen what happens when they go to the playoffs and i don't think rudy gobert i never liked the fit with him and towns beforehand i still don't like the fit when they're on the court at the same time and carl anthony towns to me is just one of those guys where i think he's got the name value where people think he's a lot better than he actually is and i think that's going to hurt this team because i think there's just going to be some nights that they're going to try to force get him involved and it's going to take it away from your best player anthony edwards teams are going to learn soon we're just going to double ant-man at the end of the game and see what the timberwolves could do and not for nothing i love anthony edwards don't get me wrong but he's still got a long way to go in terms of maturing on the basketball court he we have seen a lot of times at the end of games where Anthony Edwards can get a little turnover happy, maybe try to do too much. And this is not the team to kind of help him, you know, get better at that really quickly. Maybe this offseason he learned, he comes in, he's just deadly in the fourth quarter. But that's where we've kind of seen Anthony Edwards struggle, and the Timberwolves is not the team for that. I'm I'm taking the under here. I I, I could see a missed, missed playoffs with the Timberwolves. I really could. Welcome. I don't know if you've been fully there before, Steve, but welcome fully to the – uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Oh yeah, oh, I'm, I am I am a hundred percent in there now, Jake. I was like on the boat. 
I was on the coast. <laughs> I was like, do I want to, do I want to hang out here? Is this somewhere where I want to pitch a tent? Um, yeah, and I built you, my you, house. You walk, you walk through the trees a little bit and then you, it was just like a big tiki party and everybody's hyped up, <laughs> drinks are flowing and you're like, man, yeah, I, this is great. I want to like towns. I want to like too. towns. He, he makes it I so hard, too. bro. He, he really like, he, yes, he, he, he disappears. Be one of the most likable guys and he, yeah. he, begs to be unlikable i everything you guys have said i'm under too i feel bad for ant like yeah. that he's has to deal with this i think towns the spoiler my ant's my mvp but towns i think has to get traded like really? i feel like it needs to happen and who, for, who for, would you think would take on well, did you not see that the new york knicks are monitoring the carl anthony Towns situation the other Can we day just any trade rumors? Can we just pretend the Knicks don't exist? <laughs> but there's any player the that's Knicks in the trade is, is Knicks. The Knicks thing is that it's been the talk about how they wanted all the Kentucky guys or whatever else, and they've gotten zero Kentucky guys except <laughs> Randall. And there's Towns. <laughs> there's Towns right there. Could you imagine Towns and Randall together? Well, I was gonna say Randall would probably be out the door if that happened, but that would. That, I would love. Awesome. No, I need them together. That would be hilarious yeah. for my There'd be one, personal viewing. There'd be one playoff game where they like combine for eight points and four rebounds. Oh yeah, they'd have they'd have a regular season game where they'd score like one forty five, and then yeah. the next game they'd go two of thirty two from the floor with twelve yeah. turnovers. It's like, what are you doing? I or do not even in Towns case, he'd go two of one of six from the floor. Like it's like you took six shots. Yeah, <laughs> if they got doing? rid of Towns somehow. I do think go. We know the story of Gobert and what he's gonna do, but Gobert yeah. and just Gobert and Ant and a bunch of role guys is way more fun of a team than yeah. Reed. than anything else. I know Nas, Nas Reed, man. He deserves. He his, showed something last year. If if Cat if Cat does get shipped, man, Nas Reed deserves a deserves a shot at yeah. some more minutes there. That'd be fun. Um. So we all have Ant as the MVP. I take it. Of this team, yeah. no, no yes, one has a sneaky bid on Gobert here. Um, <laughs> can't say, can't say. Most likely to be traded. Jake kind of already alluded to. He thinks Towns yeah. could be out the door. I think Mike Conley. I just don't think he makes sense. Save Mike Conley. I was, I was yeah. so happy you put that. Please, someone save yeah. Mike. Get him out. I'll, of there. I'll mirror he, you there, Donnie. Yeah, right. he doesn't deserve to be in this situation. He doesn't do anything for you if you're the Timberwolves. It's a 36-year-old um, point guard who like doesn't yeah. want to be here. What are we doing? <laughs> go, go, send him home to Memphis. Honestly, just throw another point guard in that mix to to get job right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I assume Connolly's will go to like a contender at some point in this season. That they'll probably want to shed his contract. Cavs. That's who. I, that's what I get some picks. That that wouldn't be that Bring bad. Back man. home. Yeah. I like that. Um, so potentially the Cavs. We got Connolly and Towns. Well, not Towns to the Cavs, but Connolly. <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> I, we wouldn't do that, TJ. Even uh, in, even in a mock trade, we wouldn't. I had to watch to the Cavs. If somehow that'd be like the some twisted universe. If I had to watch Donovan Mitchell and Carl Anthony Towns on the Cavs, no, like, yeah. like after after LeBron, like those are two guys that I never wanted to defend in my life, and that I'd have to just. <laughs> Going that far. <laughs> yeah, so the best and worst case should be interesting from this group, judging off of what we've said so far. Uh my my best case is a legit playoff team, and that's that's just if that rests on Anthony Edwards' shoulders. Um, if he's as good as people were hyping him up to be at Team USA practices, and if he's as good as what we saw for the limited action in the games. 
uh, then I think that it could be a legit playoff team just off his back in general. You know, forget about Towns, forget about Gobert. If he is that good, they could be a legit playoff team. And then worst case is this team just still can't figure it out. And we're we're exactly where we were last year with, you know, their seven or eight seed and then all of a sudden they're disappointing everyone again. Yeah, I think best case, Anthony Edwards wills them to the playoffs. Um, I, I I don't even know if I'd go lock to play, maybe play in and win the play in to get to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but Anthony Edwards plays like an MVP, right? I, I We've seen him kind of take a leap year to year. This is like maybe this is the year, 30-plus points per game. We see the consistency in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter. Anthony Edwards is playing like a first all-NBA team type player. Um, And then worst case to me, I mean – this is kind of where I put the Chicago Bulls, if you remember when we talked about the Central, where they miss the playoffs, they're getting older, it just doesn't seem like the pieces are fitting, but they're not bad enough to have one of those top lottery picks where they're just kind of in no man's land. Um, and you're like, the only difference is the Timberwolves have that superstar young guy in Anthony Edwards where they're like, all right, we can at least find the piece to build around. But it just feels like they're kind of in no man's land and they're like, what do we do? Regretting the Gobert trade night after night after night. Um, that's kind of where I got it. Yeah, things things don't look great for the for the T-Wolves next year, at least in my in my eyes. Jake, what what do you think best and worst here? I guess the best case is they make the playoffs, but like, do we think like they could be a four seed where bet things go best, but then they're just going to get smoked <laughs> by one of these teams and then have all the yeah. same questions again. Um, worst case, I, I don't like the worst case, I guess, is they blow everything up and Ant is like, fuck this. I don't want to be here and tries yeah. to get traded or doesn't want to. Has he signed his extension yet? Or is his extension come? Is this their extension uh, year? I can't remember. Question. I should know that. He might have already signed it, but I don't think he has. Well, no one's ever not accepted their second contract, but maybe Ant will be the one to do it. Like I guess that's the worst case scenario. They're not set right. up well for the future. Yeah, he's uh Anthony Edwards agreed to a five-year contract extension that could reach two hundred sixty million. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah, okay, he okay. signed, but I don't know. Like, there's there's part of me that believes he wants out right now. So we'll see. We'll see how I, it plays I think he out. Likes Minnesota. I think he uh, likes Minnesota. Was... I don't know if he likes the guys around him, and right, you know, exactly. I have no idea about coaching. But they got yeah. it. That's what, like the only move they have is to trade Towns if it goes poorly. So right. yeah. Towns trade is like the biggest move they make for Anthony Edwards, depending like who it is and the health kind of team they. T- what would be the best team to put with Ant? I guess, and if you have Ant and Gobert, is it just a ton of shooters, like just everywhere else? You need like, a playmaking point guard. You need yeah, a really dude. good playmaking point yeah. guard. That would be. Because Ant, I love Ant, but Ant is not the guy I want running the offense through. No. I want Ant, you know, coming off the screen, getting the ball, getting the ball, you know, after they set and getting him an open space, getting him the spot shoot. I don't want Ant being like, oh, it's the fourth quarter. I got to run yeah. the offense. Because that's when we saw the turnovers happen, the bad shots. Yeah. It's tough. And someone who's not 36 like Mike Conley, who also <laughs> likes to shoot sometimes a little too much. A little too much, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough spot for the T Wolves. I don't. I'm not too feeling good about them. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see with Minnesota. Next up, the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
my adopted second team in the NBA since since Kevin and uh, Russell Westbrook have been there since KD and Westbrook days. Theirs is oddly enough the same win total as the T Wolves, which I thought was crazy. Wow. And I'm going the other way on this one. I'm taking the over for the Thunder, 44 and a half wins. I got the over, man. I I'm not even the biggest chat guy, but I know the impact he'll have on this team. And just the season we saw from SGA last year, mm-hmm. expect more, I think, is the the motto I'm going in with SGA. Like, just I just expect more. Like, I think they were visibly trying to be bad towards that, the second half of last year. And this is a dude who is still all NBA. They have both the Jalens. They have Josh Giddy and Lou Dort, who people just forget about because the other exciting talent on this team I, I, I love the over here. How about you guys? It, I, I love it. I, I love this over so much. They're not just the over. I love this team to actually surprise people. Mm-hmm. Of, oh, we're a couple of years ahead of schedule. You guys know how I feel about Chet Holmgren. I don't even talk about him too much last year after the injury, but he was one of my favorite guys. This was Wemby before Wemby coming out of Gonzaga, and people just kind of forget that. And I love Chet because he does a lot of things that Wemby does. And now the spotlight's kind of off Chet, right? You're not even like a lot of pressure on you because of what Shake Hill just did last year, how he blew up where Chet could just kind of play his game. He doesn't have this pressure of, oh, I got to, you know, live up to these expectations because Wemby has all the expectations of the world right now. And Chet is just another version of Wemby. I love this team so much. Jalen Williams was probably the second best rookie last year after Paolo Bancaro. I know it's crazy to say because I love Ben Matherin and you have Walker Kessler at a great year too, but Jalen Williams did everything right, everything you needed for this team. And then they got another Jalen Williams who was mm-hmm. a very solid role player too, who was a guy who could play defense, who could shoot the ball. I love this Thunder team. I I, I think Shea Gilgis is going to play like he did last year. Um, Chet Holmgren, I think very sneaky, very live to win rookie of the year because technically it is his rookie season. And I think we I get love that. four to one odds. I know Wemby and Scoot are the two big ones, but chat very live to win it. Dort, like you said, Dorton, Giddy just gets forgotten. And Giddy's such so a good basketball player. And people just forget him. And that's a good thing because Giddy might be the fourth best player on this team. And if you're mm-hmm. telling me right now you have a team that's this young with this many assets in terms of future picks to trade if they want to bring in a couple pieces as the year goes on, and Josh Giddy is your fourth best player after Shea Gilchrist, Chet Holmgren, and Jalen Williams – how do you not take this team to win at least 45 games? I think this mm. is not only an easy over. I think this is a team that would be a doomsday scenario for some of these big dogs in the West to see matched up in the playoffs. I'll tell yeah. you right now, if I'm the Denver Nuggets or Phoenix Suns, the Oklahoma City Thunder might be one of the top teams in the West, if not the top team other than those two that I don't want to see in the playoffs. Because I know this team's young. I know they're inexperienced. But I don't care. I think they're a year ahead of schedule. And I think this is a team that knows they are good. And once again, they're just going to play with each other and get better as the year goes on. Love it. Love it. Love it. Jake, what do you got to add to that? No pun intended, but you mentioning the Thunder playing uh, the Nuggets or Suns in a playoff series made me giddy. I was very excited about just thinking that (laughs) transporting me to like April right now and seeing these two in a playoff series. Like that's the thing about this Thunder team. Like, I don't know what, like 
the sky is the limit. I, I, we've been big fans of SGA on this podcast. It's one of my favorite players in the league. And I completely agree with, in complete agreement with you about Chet Holmgren because I just think he opens up so much for like how good that team was. Like that team without Chet last year coming into this year still would have been one of the, you know, loved teams coming into the year, fastest rising. Like this team can make a jump. And then you've seen the impact that he's been able to have on the court. And I know, like I said, like it's preseason, everything else, but just that's the thing. What's the thing with Wemby too? Like imagining the possibilities. That's the type of guy. Chet is that type of guy where like it could be special right away if things go right. And they're so built around well around him that he doesn't have a lot of pressure on him. He's kind of just going to be able to flourish and do what he does best. And then you look at the rest of the Western Conference and – like who's gonna be who has a higher ceiling than them besides you know the Suns and the Nuggets? Like I would take their ceiling over the Lakers if things hit right because the Lakers are gonna be they have like a very distinct ceiling with how much LeBron and AD are gonna play and everything else. I could even could, is there a scenario where they have more wins than the Suns if Durant doesn't play a bunch of games? If Beal doesn't play a bunch of games? If the Suns win like fifty games? See, like, I think the Suns have enough win, like, depth. I think the Suns have an up that that we talked about where I'll be really interested to see these two teams against each other. The Suns I would too. specifically when these, when those, when those games happen, I want to see, cause I feel like the thunder they're like you said, they're going to be a horrible matchup. So yeah, I'm hitting the, I think this could be a 50 win team. So I'm hitting the over on that. I'm, I'm right there with you. You guys put something in my head. If we see Suns thunder, in any round of the playoffs, KD returning home. Yeah. In the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. That's going to be a scene, man. We kind of need this matchup now. It's preseason. We're we're calling for Suns. The ultimate ultimate semifinals is Nuggets Lakers 1 4 and Suns Thunder 2 3. Yeah. That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate four there. We're going to need that. Um, most likely to be traded. I said Lou Dort. Um, it's kind of similar to my KCP thing. I think a lot of yeah. teams will just look for a guy in Lou. Um, he's a guy who's already under contract, I believe, and I don't think it's that bad. It's kind of a team-friendly deal, so e- easy to trade. And, yeah, I think, you know, spot-up shooter can play defense. Teams in the NBA always looking for guys like that. And then I think, you know, you just go through some of the other guys who just seem to be a little more untouchable. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't see any of the other. I like your I like your pick, Jake, as well. I, I think those are probably the, the two guys that make the most sense. Yeah, I had Poku just because if Chet is like healthy and playing well, one of those centers feels expendable and they can get mm-hmm. probably it's not going to be Williams, I wouldn't assume. And so I feel like, I think, yeah, I think Poku, Poku makes the most sense and they could probably get a nice either picks a couple picks for him or they're they're a team that's ripe for like a two for one trade for another like solid role player with like if they're on a playoff run and want to bring a vet in or something like that later in the season so yeah poku i don't know it could be anybody on this like on that bench though i feel like two for one deal if they really want to if they're looking good in the beginning of the year and they're like listen you know Chet and SGA, if they just had a third scorer next to them or something, and then they start, I don't know who could be in that, who would be in that market, but there could be a number of guys. What if your guy Pascal came to the Thunder? No, stop it. If they they brought him in there, stop it right now. That's a team. Like, that's, that's a trade. Like, that's a guy I'm looking at. Like, one of those, 
I was I was thinking, what if what if the Thunder antes up some of those picks and throws it at a guy we were just talking about, Carl Anthony Towns, or Anthony Edwards? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be just gross. That, I don't. Yeah. Give him the championship already. Yeah. Um. You know, my so most much. likely be traded. I got two names. I think Oladipo and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. They probably go to Houston <laughs> or something. Maybe get a couple picks back. Hopefully, get a couple second rounders back. Oladipo oh, and Jeremiah Robinson too. Earl. Um. I think would be a good move to make for the Thunder. But also, I mean, the other one, I'm, I'm gonna go Osman Diang just because lottery pick. Um. Just kind of feels like the odd man out. Still 20 years old, six foot ten. This guy's got a lot of length. It's a guy that. Teams might not want to give up on, right? He's super young. It just kind of feels like the odd man out on this team. And they traded a young guy similar with Jeremiah Robinson Earl to Houston. Like that, that that's not a joke. Like he's similar guy, just kind of feels like just maybe didn't fit. And sometimes, you know, just a new location is kind of what you need, just a fresh start. And still young enough where you could get something back. So I'll go DA. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, there's a, actually looking down the roster. There's a few guys. I mean, they're so, they're so young and like have heavy talent at the top. They're they're in a good position where they can trade just about anyone. And then that you know they also just have that luxury of the picks as well. Like looking at Davis Bertans right now, seventeen million dollar contract on the team. That they're probably going to want to shed that at some point. Um, so there's any a number of guys for the Thunder, but that's who we like. Uh, best and worst case for this team. I mean, we kind of touched on it a little yeah. bit. We all have high expectations for this group. Best for me, obvious playoff team. Um, worst case, apparently I didn't put it in the dock, but I think, you know, we don't like to do best and worst case for injury's sake, but I really – the only way I see this group missing the playoffs is if something happens to Chet again, which, you know, fingers crossed um, that that doesn't happen because – Looks pretty fucking good last night, fellas. He he's blocking yeah. Dame Lillard out there. We obviously we saw his matchup with Wemby. That that was exciting. Uh, Chet Holmgren looks pretty. They were good. going at each other a little bit too, which yeah. is yeah. very is exciting about it. I haven't and really Chet, seen. I think Chet mentioned after, or I think it was Chet that mentioned after, like if it if all goes well, we're going to be doing this every year, you know, for the rest of our careers. No, and that just, it's so awesome. Man. It would be crazy would, if they are. I'm they turn so out like that, for man. that, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. So for that. Now, Cause they both got some shit to them too. Like you could even tell yeah. in the preseason, like that they were going after each other a little bit. Like it's not going to, Oh like, yeah. Those are well, two. Remember right last there. year, Chet's actual rookie year before it got cut short to injury. But like he was saying, it'd be stupid to believe that, I'm not the best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's the one oh, of those yeah. guys who tells himself he's the best all the time. Oh yeah. Wemby, I mean, Wemby had the world tell him he's the best. So yeah, their their uh, and, their matchup should be fun for years to come. And the way Chet's you know personality is, the way you say it, Dunny, Chet's been hearing all the Wemby hype oh, for yeah. the whole the whole year. He's been hurt the whole year. He's been out. He, that's all he's heard. Wemby, Wemby, yeah. Wemby, Wemby. And the year before, it was people hyping up Chet like that. Maybe not to the extent. But no. now no one's well, talking about Chet. Yeah. That's why I think it's great for him. Yeah, uh, Chet, was like, for me. Chet was like, I'm the, I'm the seven-footer you guys loved. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's be. good for the Thunder. I think yeah, that's good. Where Chet can play with a chip on his shoulder, but not any of the pressure because all of the eyes are on Wemby. Best case, this team goes to the NBA Finals. They find a way. They're a nightmare wow. matchup for one of the top two teams in the Western Conference, and they can go to the NBA Finals. Worst case, I, I like. I don't like. I said I don't want to put injuries into this. If this team stays healthy, I think worst case, this is a second round team. I really do. 
I think they win their first playoff series no matter what if this this team stays healthy. I really love the Thunder this year. Let's go. I love yeah, I'm it. with it. I love it, man. The Thunder, the basketball is better than the Thunder are good. Hell yeah. And I stand by that. That arena will be buzzing this year if oh, they yes, start so playing the way. Oh, so man. That's why, we, that's why we need the KD Suns in there. For yeah, you're right. You're I right. mean, oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. We got two more teams in this division, and then we have the Southeast that we'll try to run through for y'all. I mean, Southeast is pretty underwhelming for the most part, so it shouldn't yeah. be shouldn't be too hard. But let's round out the Northwest. And we have the Utah Jazz over under 35 and a half wins. I don't know really where to be on this line. This is a a strange line for me. I think I'm going to take the under. I just don't really know about this group. This is a group who I think could blow it up at any time just because of the making of the roster. Danny Ainge being the the general manager there. And then – just you know, they they were pretty like just a meh team last year. Like they started out hot, and everyone was right. like, "Who the fuck is this Utah Jazz team?" And then they're like, "Oh, this is exactly who we thought the Utah Jazz were." Just very average. Um, so I, I have no idea what to think. I'm taking under just because I think more likely than, than anything else, they blow it up and and try to go after a guy or a pick for next year. Um, yeah, I, I like the under here. But what about you guys? Yeah. Um, I'm taking the under kind of for the point, second point you said, Donnie, where it's like last year they started off hot, but then they kind of like fizzled out. And it's it's because I don't think the Utah Jazz want to be good. You know what I mean? Not the players, but I'm saying front office. I don't think they want the Jazz to be good right now. I think this is still a project, and they're trying to figure out, you know, pieces of it. Um, so you're right. I think at any point in time they could trade anyone. No one's untouchable. Anyone can be traded. They could blow it all up. I don't think the Jazz really want to be good. I'll take the under. Yeah, I think Danny's blowing it up. And you yeah. like <laughs> my number one Loki to be traded is Lori Market. And I feel like they got to cash out. That's the thing about yeah. these guys. Like, you got to cash out high on these guys, get right. your value, and do your rebuild like you want. He's got all these assets. Like, it's either going to be he either is going to trade all of them and try to build a contender out of nothing or just build a young team through the draft in the next couple of years. Yeah. And I feel like Danny's, he's been, he, he loves to do that. He loves to have all oh, these and do that. He's, mm-hmm. this is his favorite thing. So he's been itching, man. He's he's been itching to pull <laughs> off pull off a huge. I, I'm impressed that he didn't do it last year. That he didn't have the that he had the uh, avoided the temptation and did hold held off on blowing it up. But I don't think he could hold off this this no. Not and Laurie Markin and and like guys like that, like the couple of the guys on this team will be able to help a contender right away. Like they yeah. could they could really help. A lot of yeah. contenders, some of the guys on this team. So they'll be able Con, to get Sexton. Sexton, yeah, definitely. Lloyd Markinen was like one of the best surprises, I think, from last year. Where oh, yeah, I did man. not expect him to play the way he did. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. This the perfect time to trade him, right? Is when he's playing like that. Exactly. So um Lori, yeah, I, I think Lori could be MVP and most likely to be traded, right? Is that crazy? Yeah, because, that's that's what Jake had for his too. Yeah. yeah. It, it just makes sense because if you if you don't want to be great, trade your best player. That isn't probably a long term solution. 
But I'll tell you what, Lori was fun last year to watch. And I never thought I'd say that in my life that I enjoyed watching Lori Markkinen play. But he was one of those guys that Jazz are always playing at that weird like solo spot 9 p.m. when the other games are tip until 10. The 7 o'clock, 7.30 games are ending. And you're just watching Lori. He's got 26 points in the first half. You're like, all right, this is fun. Yeah. Like, this guy's like in his bag. So, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, people forget he was the most improved player last year. Lori marketing well deserved well deserved. yeah uh so we'll see but yeah my most likely to be traded was just in the nicest way possible anyone and then emphasis on picks because i think yeah. we all think danny's up to the same thing here um so Lori marketing hopefully will be fun to watch best best of worst case is tough for a team like this i said best case they make utah basketball fun again and i think that's about as much as you can hope for if you're a utah fan or at least realistically hope for and then worst case is that everyone disappoints. Lori drops off from the crazy surge he had last year, and then everyone's as mediocre as, as they already are on this team. Um, not to be depressing, because I think Utah's in a good spot here. It's just this this group of guys and then Danny being the wild card sitting in the chair at the top of everything is just very hard to evaluate for me. Yeah, mine, best and worst case, I'll realize on who I said the MVP most likely to be traded is Lloyd. Best case is he plays so well, you don't, you, you're forced to even like, do we keep him? Like, do we yeah. even want to trade this guy? Or you're like, we get a King's ransom for him. And worst case is we see Chicago Lloyd. We see Cleveland Lloyd. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't, exactly. See, we don't see Utah Lloyd. It's a one, it's a one year yeah, wonder. Similar, maybe not in the same scope, but similar to kind of Julius Randle's blow up here, mm -hmm. right? Where it was like, yeah. this guy is, he's just going to keep trending upwards, superstar. And then we saw kind of the, you know, inconsistencies. The just the, you know, didn't see the same type of player. There wasn't any rhyme or reason. It was just like, yeah, he just had that one year. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting for Utah. We'll see though. Lastly, Portland Trailblazers. This was actually the easiest one for me to really? decide for over under. I'm smashing the over at 28 and a half wins for this group. I I believe that they, you know, Anthony Simons is a guy who I've just been drawn to i think his game is awesome he's such a fun guy to watch you bring in scoot henderson who i think we all have pretty high hopes for mm -hmm. i think he's going to be great and then i i just love that they were able to bring in brogdon and rob williams not to mention deandre ayton like I, I i think it's underrated how well their bigs could play whether it's alongside one another or if you want to start a game with ayton and then the other team has to figure out how to deal with Rob Williams, who is very different, even though similar in size to Ian. Um, yeah, I, I just really like this group. I think 30 wins is should be a, a easy mark to hit. I think we talk about how good the Western Conference is. I don't think it's good throughout. I think they're pretty top heavy, yeah. actually. I think both conferences kind of are. So if you're if you have Vegas setting a line like this for a, t a team who I think is, is going to be one of the better bad teams, if not a surprise playoff team or not playoff play in team uh, in the Portland Trailblazer. I, this is an easy over for me. 28 and a half wins. It's not as easy for me. I'm going to take a slight over here. Um, the biggest reason for me, Donny, is I just feel like that, you know, two of the guys that rely on are super young, Shaden Sharp and Scoot Henderson. And sometimes mm -hmm. that makes it a fun team, but you might not be, you know, that, that consistent team you want to see. I like Anthony Simons. 
And I we have seen him play well when Dame's been out and Anthony has kind of taken over, but let's see him do it for a full year without having Dame there at all. And Rob Will and DeAndre Ayton, it's one of those maybe not similar in the Cleveland Cavaliers instance because Jared Allen and, and um, Evan Mobley are always usually going to start for them. But it's kind of like let's see how this team plays at the end of games. Let's see what their end lineup is. Let's see what they roll out with. Um, I'm, I'm going to go slight over. But I think this is like a 30, a low 30s win team, 30, 31 wins. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I think they're a fun team. I think we're going to see a lot of exciting plays. But I think Portland is one of those teams where there's going to be stretches where they lose like eight eight straight games. And it's just because eh, they're just cold shooting for this these couple weeks stretches. Or, you know, maybe there's an injury to one of the bigs and it's just not it's not really fitting right right now. Um I, I can't wait to watch Scoot though. I really can't. I, Scoot Henderson and and Shaden Sharp on the same court, man. They are gonna put up some some plays, dude. It's gonna yeah. be some street ball type plays with those two. But uh, fun team, slide over. But I don't really think they're gonna make any noise. From what I've seen, the highlights and stuff from Scoot, I'm very excited to watch this guy yeah. get going. Like, just to see how he kind of looks on a game-to-game -game basis and everything. I have an under two. I think this is, record-wise, is going to be one of the worst teams mm -hmm. in the league. But I think they're going to just have so many fun flashes and just really excited. I don't love Aiden and Robert Williams together yeah, at all. I feel like one of those guys is going to get traded by January. I don't know which one. Maybe it's like a... Uh, Dark Knight situation where they're going to fight with pool sticks and we'll see who comes out of it. Like, who gets to stay in Portland? That's what it feels like. I feel like it could probably be Rob this. if it's going to be one of them. Well, um, and that's the thing is you can maximize eight and, and get a better trade package for him and use him as an asset. Like, we just right. want, but this is a number former number one pick. And if you don't want to, and if you know, like, who knows what it could turn into? Eight and another guy, both those guys, eight and Williams could help would obviously be a huge boost to a contender and could bring back some good assets that you could use in this year's draft and going forward and everything else. So I don't know if this Blazers team looks the same by the trade deadline because they have some pieces that can move, mm -hmm. but I'm really excited about their future if they do it right. So, but yeah, give me the, give me the slight under. All right. Me and Steve both took the over. It seems like I have the most confidence in, uh, in the trailblazers here. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't, to be clear, I don't think it's going to be like a crazy – I did say potential play-in team, and that's, you know, if they play way over expectations. Oh, I don't think it's going to be, you know, a crazy over 30-win team, but I, I just think 28-and-a-half super low. I think yeah, there's that's right. I think there's teams in the Western Conference that are, are going to be a lot worse than this group. I, I think the core and the nucleus of this team um, is letting me be a little more confident, you know, especially after the Drew Holiday trade. I I, th I think they really made out well there. And sets us up for this. I think it did give them some leeway and some options to make trades at the deadline if they want to. Yeah, Jake, every time I put in mine, I, I feel like I'm dead set on it. And then I read yours and I feel like your <laughs> trade, you're most likely to be traded is always better. I, I really like yours. Go ahead and tell us why it's, it's Jeremy Grant. Uh, he like he's just a like some contender can convince themselves that Jeremy Grant is the answer. Somebody's gonna, <laughs> be, they're gonna be like, if we just add Jeremy Grant, and they might be right if he's like the fourth. He looked option pretty damn good team, last year. He did. That's what I mean. Yeah. So I like him as like a like to actually help a contender later on this year. And he's just like again the guy that you want to cash out on. He looked good last year. If he starts out and he's 
you know, averaging 20 points a game and getting nine rebounds or eight rebounds or something like that. Like someone, the Lakers, like somebody is going to call them like the Lakers, the Clippers, like one of these teams that is looking to add and can add a decent slot. will try to add him. Um, but I, you had, you had a good one too. Like, I think that that's what the thing about this team, like there's a lot of pieces that you can see get moved and they would be like a decent package. Like the, the Blazers are going to be the trade deadline team. They are yeah. ripe to get picked up. Like we're going to hear about them as, rumors with everybody by the time we get to that um so i think there's a lot of good choices but grant just feels like a, a piece that i'm gonna we're gonna see in the playoffs helping a contending team this year yeah yeah makes sense steve you got any names i i think grant is probably the most obvious choice i like how micah put it that way and i mean Maybe Simons, right? Maybe Anthony yeah. Simons. Maybe Scoot plays to the yeah, point where I looked at Simons too. It's yeah. just not going to work with him. And and Simons is the guy. You talk about a team want to take Grant for a playoff run. Simons is that mm-hmm. guy because mm-hmm. he can score. He can go lights out shooting and score in bunches at any moment in time. So Simons would be one to keep an eye on, especially if this team starts off struggling record wise. But we're seeing, oh, there's a future here, especially with Scoot Henderson. Because at the end of the day, I don't think they can keep both long term. Mm-hmm. Or Sharp, like one Sharp or Simons has to go yeah, at some point. But I right? think they like, would rather keep Sharp. That's what than I think too. Simons, yeah. yeah. So that they want to. That's going to be the interesting thing is to see how quickly Scoot takes over the everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then we're going to see how does Simons, right. how does he deal with that? Like, is it? I mean, like yeah. giving it up to Scoot and everything else. It's. This team's going to be – I'm very excited to watch this team like on late past nights. I think they're going to be a really interesting team throughout the whole year. Yeah. No, I'm excited for the Blazers. Real quick, my most likely to be traded is Brogdon, and my my school of thought there is just point guard that can help any contender scoring and defensively. Like I I see it as, you know, Jamal Murray's banged up again or Kyle Lowry gets hurt for the Heat. And one of those contending teams, you know, they're like, we need it, we need a guard, or even a a reunion to Milwaukee if if Dame can't stay yeah. healthy. Yeah. Um, no, that's uh, why I I picked Grant because I would have picked Brogdon. He feels like the guy that the second he can get traded, once he's once his like however much time he has to not wait because he got traded in the summer. Yeah. That he's gonna get moved almost instantly. Like he right. feels like a guy that's gonna be want to be playing for a contender. Like this is the sixth man of the year from that. Like he's not gonna go yeah. play fourth guard or third guard for this blazers team so yeah i love that i think he's maybe he ends back in boston like who knows like yeah. i could see that even happening like brad, i feel like brad would, would figure out how to make that happen <laughs> somehow. um but yeah so that's that's portland i think we when we talk about the the over under the wins we kind of touched on every best mm-hmm. and worst case yeah um i think possible play in um you know, you guys are a little, little less on them. I've, you know, I, worst case, Scoot's a bust. I don't believe that, but nah. um, that's that's the worst case in my eyes. Is that yeah. you know, Anthony Simons and Scoot don't work out, like Steve said, yeah. something along those lines. All right, let's let's move to the Eastern Conference. Oh, Southeast, uh, oh boy, the Southeast, Electric. probably the most boring conference or the most boring division. Excuse me. And forever too like it's not like it's yeah. new it's just always been yeah. the most boring are the wizards oh. the least exciting team in all four major sports and i'm not oh, saying like we're the hornets team. in the same division 
Well, the Hornets are bad. Like the Wizards are just the it's Wizards. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like the Hornets the at least have some drama. Boring. Yeah, the the Wizards never have anything like crazy happen. There's never any crazy excitement. They're never competing, but they're never like, oh, this is a potential getting the first pick. They're just the Wizards. What's the biggest news line like story of the Wizards the past ten years that they might get KD? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't. I can't argue with this. I, 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 I Theo being the scoring leader. That, yeah. For the last yeah. time, the Wizards I, were cool. I thought of it like the other four. I'm like, there's some players I like on the Wizards, but just no one cares. And John it's, Wall's it's, cool. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Like. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like I just, I, I look at the Wizards. Gil- I, I loved Gilbert Arenas. Every, yeah, I did love yeah. Gilbert Arenas. But I now love. we're going way back. We're going way back, my God. In NBA Live 06, every yeah. Cavs season I started, I traded for Gilbert Arenas and paired him with LeBron. <laughs> That's what I needed to do. So there's a lot of deep respect. That's it, though. If, when it comes down to video games, that's it's tough, you know? Yeah, we might as well just start with the Wizards now that we've been talking about them. But <laughs> I will say, to give them some respect, those John Wall, Beal, Otto Porter, and Gortat teams with um, Markeith Morris at the four, mm-hmm. those the, that team gave the uh, gave the Celtics some battles in the playoffs for a couple of years. So that was Fair probably enough. the last time they were like relevant. But that even that that was like 2015, they, 2016. and they still lost, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> John Wall jumped up on the scores table and then lost the series. Was that the Kelly Olynyk game, Game Seven? Uh, yeah, Ubre Ubre Olynyk went out at that series, and then Olynyk ended up going off at the end. Um, that's tough when yeah, you're, fond when you're memories. Known to losing to Kenny, Kelly Olynyk yeah. in the series. Yeah, that's tough when that's your that was the most. Team. That was probably the, the last time they were notable. This when they were getting beat by Kelly Olynyk. Yep. Um, all right, now yeah, let's start with the Wizards. Over under on the win total is. Even, even lower than the Trailblazers. I'm not, I'm not too excited to take the over on this one. It's 24 and a half. Oh, I'm like tempted to just because how low Same. it actually is. I think I'm gonna take slight over here. I don't like it at all. It feels real gross. Um, I, and it's kind of tied in with my team MVP. But um. What, what do you what do you guys think for the over under 24 and a half for the wizards it's it's so low i think they want you to take the over so i'm just gonna take the under i said it <laughs> they've been the most boring team and it would make perfect sense for this wizards team to find their way to like 31 wins and just be like a you know one of those not not gonna get a top top guy but they're not sniffing the playoffs not a good team I'm just going to take the under. I, I look at this team, Donnie. First off, like their front court is terrible. Their front court is terrible. They got some exciting players in, in the backcourt. I really like, you know, I think this is going to be fun to see Jordan Poole as the guy. Um, yeah. I, and I really, I don't, I don't believe Kuzma is going to be the guy. I think Jordan Poole is going to come there and it's, it's, it's going to go through Jordan Poole. And I, I'm excited to see Jordan Poole take 25 shots a night. I'm excited to see Corey Kisper shoot 12 threes a night. Um, that's the most exciting thing. I think the front court, I got nothing for the Wizards. Like they, nothing really excites me. I think this is another team too, where a lot of guys can get traded. Maybe, you know, here's a name that not a lot of people like care about, but then he had Viha actually was coming around a little bit at the end of last year. Could be a guy who is sneaky decent. Um, Denny at Vihat, maybe one of those guys, but I don't know. I'll just take the under there. I mean, this is, I think, top to bottom, 
when every team's healthy and out of trouble, staying out of trouble, I think this is probably the worst roster in the NBA. So I'm, I'm going to go under. I got nothing more to add. I'm taking the under. I think you you said it exactly at the beginning. They're begging you to take the over, and I just refuse. <laughs> yeah, to, I'm not going to win more games <laughs> than they are expecting. Exactly. If Jordan exactly. Poole is their best player, yeah. they are not winning 25 basketball exactly. games in the National Basketball Association. That's what I'm yeah. worried about. Bro, their big men are scary bad. It's like, real scary bad. bad. It's real bad, man. Gala, I'm never gonna Gala, watch. Gallinari might be their best. Thing. Even even when the Cavs play them, I'm just not gonna watch that game. I don't care if the Cavs uh, lose. I'm just like, I'm oh, this is where Landry Shemet. This is where Landry Shemet ended up. That Daniel Gafford's gonna have to play like yeah. 40 minutes a night. Oh, That's a great. Yeah. 2K rebuild team, the Washington Wizards, like the ultimate rebuild project. Well, yeah, if you want to challenge yourself, yeah, 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 if you want to challenge, put a lot of time into the game. (laughs) You know what? I challenge. If you want a contender in seven, I challenge anyone. Do my my team with the Wizards. Turn the trade sliders to the max difficulty (laughs) and good and good luck and good luck. Ten years, you'll, like thirty-eight-year-old Taj Gibson yeah. might be getting notable minutes for this oh, team. Oh my god, you're not wrong. You're not Taj wrong. Gip- How is he still playing basketball? And he's That's gonna. Bad. Yeah, we're gonna man. see a fourth it's... quarter lineup with Taj Gibson and Danilo Gallinari and with like, Jordan Poole Iso this, Ball. What is this team doing? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we we kind of have gone over a little bit of everything. Most likely to be traded. Me and Jake both had Kuzma. I mean, they could literally right. be anyone. I think sure. they're gonna. Pr- they'll probably be making deals all all year long. Kuz is a Laker, right? Like that's gonna happen. I feel anyone like. can get traded. Well, you and Kuz coming back? Yeah, yeah I think so. Ugh. Kuz for Kuz for D'Lo, straight up at, at the deadline. I don't need to see Kuz's outfits that he's wearing for the Lakers <laughs> anymore. I don't want him to go anywhere. Oh, they would the get Lakers. they would get out of control if he was in uh, LA. Again. He's like open. He's got, he openly he's got money this time around. <laughs> he openly still loves the Lakers. Like he's always yeah, tweeting yeah. about LeBron, true about the Lakers. Oh, he misses LeBron so much. Bron's Bron size he really does. He sees Reeves and's like that should be me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's uh, to, to bring up the Squidward meme again on this show. He's Squidward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> LeBron and Austin Reeves are playing outside. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I feel bad with this. This wizard segment has just been us laughing at them and, and laughing at me, I guess, for deciding to take this over. Hey, that's better than being irrelevant. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's true. We we made we made the Wizards a little more relevant with this segment. <laughs> I just I think... will. I am gonna rebuild with them in two K. That's what it decided Good to luck. do. I'm the ultimate Wizards project and see what happens. <laughs> I will say I'll be I'll be placing some some bets on Jordan Poole's uh, props throughout the season. <laughs> I I, te- I tend to think he's a player who actually plays well off the fuck you energy. And I think he should he should have that man. Just go out like there's literally no reason to not go out and do what you were trying to do every night in Golden State. But you this time around you have the longest leash ever because everyone yeah. else on your team sucks. Yeah, so he's, he's gonna shoot thirty times a night. I was just saying, yeah. very excited to see Jordan Poole's stat lines every night. And be like, yeah. wait, he went seven for twenty eight tonight or whatever. I feel like <laughs> like Washington fans could maybe eat this up like. Oh, yeah. like, we, we know we suck. Let, let's see this guy just shoot not? from half court all the time. 
And, and until the books adjust, yeah. Denny at Viha, PRA over. Until the books adjust. It's one of those know. bets I'm taking until the books adjust, Denny at Viha, PRA over. He's going to be like that sneaky, like, oh, he had 14, 8, and 9. And they awesome. lost by 36. It's also <laughs> crazy that Johnny Davis was on this team. Like, he was a pretty fun guy to watch at Wisconsin. And yeah. Went to Washington. Boring. That's what I'm saying. You go to Washington, <laughs> you disappear. That's why yeah. I, I love Bradley Beal this year. I forgot he was there. Nuts. It really is. I forgot he was there, bro, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. That's, yeah. that's it's, it's NBA Siberia. You just go there right. and you disappear and they spit you out <laughs> three years later. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. All four sports try to find a team more relevant than the Wizards in the past 10 years. You can't do it. It's hard, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're really. Who would it be? The Oakland A's, maybe? Like that's but the, the A's are so bad. People, yeah, people yeah. like talk about the A's. I was gonna a lot. say like Cleveland Browns, but like they had the whole no, they're, they're, they're everybody loves their defense is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if there's yeah. an NFL team I would consider. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's the Wizards. They're the most apathetic yeah, sports franchise. People are just like, oh, they maybe the maybe the Coyotes. Arizona, no, yeah, they, maybe they, they maybe can't that. even get housed, so they're that's what I'm saying. Like maybe that that might be it, dude. All right, that was our shit on the Washington Wizards segment. Um, That's okay, they deserve it. For you guys in the dock, we'll go from the bottom up. Um, We'll go next year to the Orlando Magic. Their over-under for wins is 37 and a half. I actually like this over as well. I The the Magic, and it's been solely because of the preseason. I I love Paulo Bancaro, man. He's so good. Rookie of the year last year. Um, and yeah, 37 and a half. This is, I think this is a really good line for the Magic. That's, it was actually tough. I kind of just decided right now that I would take the over, but I think I would. I'm taking it. They're a playoff team. I'm, I'm putting it in there. I want, I want to believe. I want to. I want to take it. I'm gonna take a slight under. I think we're still. I know. I think we're still one one year away. I ban Carroll. I. I mean, and this is crazy because it felt like he got slept on for how good of a rookie season he had. Probably the best Bro, statistical rookie season since LeBron James's rookie year. Yes. And no one cared. It felt like he looked like a um, seven-year vet this first game. He just showed I up know. and was like an adult. And like, well, that was the thing. Buckets. It was like, right? I I had Ben Mather. I was like, oh, Ben Mather be sneaky rookie of the year. I watched the first game. Ben Care. I'm like, all right, Mather <laughs> might come second. Ben Care has this locked up, and I don't, you know, I didn't want to take the favorite, but like he, you were right. He was the most pro ready. That's why the Magic took him one because it looked like he was a vet. Um, yeah. and I think that can help accelerate this team's rebuild. But I still think. They're a, a, a little bit away. I didn't love their draft this year. I, di- I didn't really love their draft. Jet Howard, I I don't know how the fit it's is there. It's a weird there. pick. And, and Anthony Black just feels like a Markel Fultz to me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I, I, I thought he was coming out of college. So I didn't really love the fit of the players they took. But I, I, I like a lot of guys on this team. I like Wendell Carter. I like the Wadders. Me too. I think, I think it's, a, it's a pretty solid team. I don't – I'm not way under here, but 37 and a half, I don't – I think they're like 35, 35, 36. And that might be good enough to make the playoffs at yeah. East. It's still, well, that's you the still might also, make the playoffs in the, in the East, East with 36 wins. In the East, you're really asking them to be better than right now this Washington team we were just talking about. Better, Charlotte we were just talking better. about. Or, or we're going to talk about. Um, probably like the Pistons are the, a team that we have to talk that's about. The Bulls, 
the that, bowls they should be that's better than close the yeah so like they are in like that play in 10 11 yeah. range if things go right but that is gonna sit like this line is perfect for them i think that they're like it's 34 and a half it's such a like, good I, line like it could be like they could be like 37 and yeah. 45 or whatever like yep. it's it's gonna be really really close and that's good it. enough to probably make the plan in the east yeah like, yeah, so I think the number is basically the books telling you we think this is probably a play in team, which mm-hmm. I think is fair. Yeah, so we all got Paulo for team MVP. Yep, I can't wait most, to watch Paulo. Most likely to be traded, I had Suggs. Don't do it. Though. I just it's I just, Cole. They got it's Cole. I feel like instead of Suggs. Well, I think the thing for me is like they don't no one watch him. <laughs> They, well, they just don't seem to take a liking to Suggs, I feel like, since he's been yeah, there. Yeah. And I think, Annoying. especially since Paulo's come in, like, he's the shiny new toy now. Yep. The Wagner brothers have kind of taken the spotlight from him as well. Mm-hmm. They they both outplay him when they're out there. And then they have this weird rotation of Cole Anthony, Marco Fultz. You know, they brought in Gary Harris. They have a guy like – they they gave a chance to a guy like Mac McClung who – yeah, it's true. Suggs, Jalen Suggs has been Mac McClung in his NBA career yeah. so far. I and know that drafted, sounds disrespectful, but like, is Fultz? The they guy drafted two guards. They drafted Jack yeah. Howard and Anthony Black. Like, how many guards are you going to play? Yeah, is Fultz? It's crazy because they have like a bunch Fultz of size is... too. Well, they love to play big. That's the thing, Dunny. Yeah. Right? We've seen this team play big before. Obviously, they don't have Bobo anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they can't really play everyone's dream 2K lineup. No Mo Bamba either. So they can't play that dream 2K lineup. But they're still going to play big. They'll play both Wagner's. They'll play Paolo and they'll play um, Wendell Carter at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jake, to, answer, to answer your question, I think I think they do think Fultz is the guy, or at least their guy for now. Yeah. That's what I mean. I feel like he's like untouchable for like they, he is like set in that starting lot. He started pretty much the whole last year. Like they feel like he still is getting better the whole time, and that's why it's like <laughs> maybe they just threw all these guys together, or like we'll see who comes out, and then we'll get rid mm-hmm. of the other guys, and who knows where that's gonna end up. It is a weird. It was a weird draft. It was a weird. It's a weird build. I'm. I just don't want to. I. I was so excited for Suggs to come into this team, and it's so like I thought he would be a guy that would also be ready to step into the NBA. Yep. And I also just don't think Cole Anthony's that good. So I feel like if they maybe that's why they can't trade him. Maybe they've tried to trade him, but there's got to be. Maybe they don't like either of those guys, and that's why they bring in two guys in the draft too. Yeah. Because True. maybe it's something that they've seen more than we have, but it's a weird looking team right now. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd have Cole Anthony also, as well. I, I, I love I, that Joe Ingles is on this squad. Yeah, Joe Ingles. Right Hell yeah. He just wanted to get that Florida money. He was like, let me, let me keep some of this bread. A, a name yeah. we haven't mentioned because this poor guy can't stay healthy. I don't know how he's 26, Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. I, think I don't know how he's 26. Man. I feel like he's 35 at this point because yeah. it's just like we don't see him. He just can't stay healthy. But he's someone too. I mean, I hate saying it, but at some point the Magic are going to trade this guy as like a, not as yeah. the piece, but as a throw in somewhere where it's like, yeah. yeah, you've seen flashes of it. So he's another name too. Yeah. It's a good point. Um, best and worst case. Again, we've kind of yeah already touched on how far they'll go. Do you think I they think could win a playoff series? Depending who they played, but <laughs> uh, no. No, okay. I don't think they could win a series. I think they could reach. I think they could reach there this year, but I don't think. Okay. I don't think they could win a series. I'm just trying to think of like even like the the lower teams, like 
I don't know if we see a similar Chicago. I don't know if they beat a Chicago. I don't think they beat an Indiana. Um, those like lower teams in the East. I don't. I don't see it happening. Let's let's say, and and I know we have the under, so we don't expect this team to get there. But let's say Toronto makes the playoffs somehow. Toronto, like they they keep their core together. They playoffs. Who do you have in a series? Orlando or Toronto? Yeah, I guess I would take Orlando in that case. But yeah, like we said, I don't consider them making the playoffs. But if Mm -hmm. they did, because, you know, Pascal is still that dude. Um, My guy, Scotty Barnes, is still there. Jake's guy, OG, is still there. We don't know about the new coaching. I don't know. I just, if they do make it there, I I trust the Magic's team a little bit more. Uh, You guys have any outrageous worst case? I think best case is a playing team. That's yeah. and and worst I, case. What's worst case for this? Because worst case is what you still have. Ban Carroll. You still have yeah. a young team. You still have a core. Without their worst case is they're gonna case. have Paolo and Franz still, <laughs> and they'll be that. Like if you have that, you're pretty set. Like the, those yeah, two exactly. guys are not going anywhere. And there's a lot of teams in the yeah. league that would love to start fresh with those two. And that's Agreed. basically they could decide. Maybe that's why they accumulate all these assets is because they know they could just yeah. be another team like Portland who gets rid of everybody that they don't want. It keeps their two cornerstones, yeah. has all these picks, has all this free agent flexibility. Orlando is like there's been so many. I've seen so many articles and discussions about how Orlando, if they wanted to just spend money, could really be a free agent destination. Like they're in Florida. It's family, family friendly. Like it's the no state tax, everything else. And so maybe that's their, maybe that's what their idea is. They want to keep the sheets clean, get rid of everybody and go big at a free agent class at these next couple of years. Who knows? But um, yeah, this doesn't feel like the year for them, Uh, but they'll be fun. Yeah. And they're annoying as fuck to play against. I think you Celtics have had some battles with the magic. (laughs) Dude, that's what, that's what I was like. Okay. Yeah. Paul is the real deal. When he was like shoving Tatum and Brown off the block last year when he was scoring. It's like, this guy is league ready was an understatement for uh, Paulo last year. But yeah, magic, magic are fun. They could be legit. Um, Probably a move away from being a legit playoff team. So we'll see with Orlando staying in Florida, the Miami heat, over under for wins 45 and a half i'm taking the under here i liked all the small over unders i guess i know i'm going completely back (laughs) i've gone back and forth three times this off season i'm doing it i'm calling it this they're done they're done this year oh no daddy (laughs) you don't doubt you you've how many years have you doubted the heat Uh, we have learned our lesson so many times don't you don't doubt the heat until they actually do it themselves. I would. I'm. I'll just go down with the ship at this point. I'm going down with the ship. The Miami Heat have just figured out how to just be consistently good at basketball year after year after year after year after year. It does not matter. It doesn't matter all the questions. It doesn't matter the slow starts. It does not matter the aging. Skim me over until until something happens. I don't care. I'll go down with it. I don't care. Put you could put the line at 79 and a half. I'd be like, I can't take the under on the heat. I I refuse. I refuse to get burned by the heat again. It's just give me the heat, man. I have my biggest thing for why, because I'm with you every step of the way. I don't think I should doubt them. But something this offseason, they, they seem more confident this offseason. And this is the worst offseason they've had in, in years, it feels like. I feel like the confidence is through the roof for some reason. And they undoubtedly got worse on paper. Um, just from the guys they let they let walk, the very minimal pieces they brought in. 
Uh, Jimmy's a year older. Kyle Lowry, you know, for ragging on old point guards earlier with yeah. Mike Connolly. Kyle Lowry is right. up there. I think he's 37. And I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it, man. I'm, I'm taking the under, and I'm probably dead wrong, but I'm, I'm just gonna do it. Jake, you see what Dunny did wrong there? He tried to actually like break this down. He tried to look into the team. You just look, you see it's Miami Heat. You take the over, and you go, okay, next, next yep. question. I'm not, I'm, I'm done doubting him. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I was reading through Dunny's answers, going through this doc. I was like, <laughs> I love, I love what you're going for here, but I can't, can't join along. Nope, can't do it. I, I refuse. I yep. won't do it, Donnie. You They're can gonna go down two- by yourself. I'm tired of. I'm well, tired this is of gonna it. be. They're gonna this be the actually stands out. They're gonna be the three seed. They're gonna be 52 yep. and in 28 or whatever that record would be and. They're going to play your Celtics in the second round, and it's going to go seven games. It's going to be a hell series again, yeah. brother. Strap in. That's the destiny oh. of this Miami Heat team. I know. This is I either going to be amazing it. for me or real, real bad. <laughs> yeah. We're going we're gonna to get to like a month until the end of the regular season, and Dodgers going to be like, shit, we're lined up to play the Heat. Like yeah. it's, it's all working out right there that way. <laughs> I'm almost at the point with the Heat, guys. Here's the thing. This is this is what's crazy for my Heat season preview is that I've faded Tyler Hero so much in my life that now I've come back around and I think he's going to have a really good year this year because he kind of almost has to. Yeah. If he doesn't, right. they're fucking screwed. And they've Jimmy and Bam, like maybe he's just their guy, but they have believed that it's going to happen for him. This whole organization, is be- they have a lot of belief in Tyler yeah. Hero, clearly. Yeah. And, Eventually, he's going to have to take over that scoring load unless Bam is the guy who does it. And maybe Bam can be that guy. I don't know if there's another level for Bam. I have him as my MVP of this team, though, because I think if they are going to be really good, I think he has to be like second team all NBA center behind Jokic. And I think he can do that. I think he can. But it's like. He hasn't put that all together for a full season to like that level of consistency. I I don't want to compare him to who we talked about earlier with Carl Anthony Towns. Dude, I was. Oh, no, no. We see it, it, but it's just not there consistently enough. Maybe not. And Towns is a little more, I think, his a little more wide. And what his his ceiling is and what his floor is. Bam's a little more in the middle, but it's like we see it, Bam. We see it some nights, and then you you just disappear. Have you Where? guys ever I mean, seen? Uh, have you guys ever seen How I Met Your Mother? The glass breaking moment. You just did yes. that for Pam and <laughs> My blind spot for Bam has been. It's gone. It's gone. He's calling so Towns. It's, it's actually do, funny oh, because no. I had the same thought Steve did, but then I felt crazy bringing it up after you compared <laughs> him to Jokic. <laughs> yeah, that's why. So no, somewhere, there's somewhere not... between Carl Anthony Towns and Jokic. But the way I was going to preface it, comparing him to Cat, is, and I think Steve would agree with me, he's a far better player than Cat, I think, mm-hmm. especially just the defense. Overall, gets him, yeah. Gets him there alone above Cat. What but is up I with think these we'll... Kentucky fucks, bro? It's yeah. <laughs> Randall, Towns, Adebayo, and they're all the same. It's You're not wrong. The same shit. Yeah, it's it's a good point, man. Um, and then look at the Kentucky know. guards: Murray, Shake, yeah. just De'Aaron Fox. The opposite. Fox, what are yeah. the guards yeah. doing? Guards are playing above their head. The big Cal, men don't know what Cal they're can doing. Coach guards. He, the, the, the yeah. Forwards. He's just like, hey, go get these post moves in, bro. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of crazy, man. Oh but man. All of the the comparison I was trying to draw is just that 
And Bam's is higher in every level, right? Because we expect more from Bam. He's on a better team. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it seems like that a little more than Cat, but Cat is like we talked about. We're just waiting for him. We know the raw talents there. Yeah. Same with Bam. But Bam, right. it's different because we're like, just help Jimmy. He needs help in a game. You need mm-hmm. to give him 25 points in Shoot. one game in one series. Like Shoot you need to ball. take over a couple games to, in yes. order for them to get to that next level. And that's where he's similar to Cat. Um Obviously, most all of us and most NBA fans out there would prefer Bam on your team over Cat, but for the it's just the, think, the right? waiting for it to happen part is mm. is where they're comparable. Um, yeah, who do you have, Steve? Bam or Jimmy for the team MVP? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. I mean, it's Jimmy. I I get what Jake's saying about Bam, though. It's kind of like I think you said the same thing with Davis in LA. It's like if they want to to be that team, he's He's got to be that that, that, that second guy. My eventually, you can't trust thirty-five year olds to lead your team. And I know it's a new NBA, but like some point it's got to flip over I, to the team at least I agree. Best case scenario. But, but jake this is the thing like i, I said i'm gonna go down with the ship on the miami heat same goes <laughs> same goes for jimmy butler i'm not doubting jimmy butler That's anymore fair. he can have you know a slow start to the regular season then look what happens it's just i'm not i'm not doubting this guy anymore until and i'll just go down with the ship jimmy butler and the heat will sink together yeah i'm with that um i this best case scenario for me, is they win, they, they go to the NBA Finals. I think yep. that that's, I can't put anything I else. Agree. Worst I agree. case, I don't even know. They, they're making the playoffs, no matter what this team. this The East is not good enough for this team to Donnie's not make gonna the playoffs. Donnie's going to find a way. Well, you know, no, guys, this team, if they say, get old, aging point guard, things go wrong. I was going to say, have it. Even, even my worst case for them is a first-round exit. Because... Yeah. Let's not forget, they were an eight seed last year, and I know they were the eight seed that made it to the finals. If they're an eight seed this year, they're not losing to Milwaukee if they see them in the first round again. I'm sorry. You mean not beating Milwaukee? Yes, they're not. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are losing to Milwaukee. Well, no, Milwaukee. No way Milwaukee allows that to happen again. Yeah, but I don't. Man. I don't think they'll be an eight seed. They started. You guys remember how cold they started? Yeah, it was like, like the Lakers. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Um, yeah, I and I also think too, like. I think there's too many bad teams in the East for the Heat to have uh, that low of a seed or yeah, that's, the playoffs. Yeah. I think they're going to be like, even if they don't play that great in the regular season, what, like a four, five, six seed? Yeah. And they're not going to face think I put a Milwaukee six seed or Boston. In the dock, yeah. They're not going to face a Milwaukee or Boston until the second round. That's basically what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So, worst case would be second round for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right, that's the Miami Heat. We got we got two more games. We got the two worst or two more two yeah two yeah. more teams. Well, we won't start with that with the worst of the worst, or we will start with the worst of the worst, so we don't have to end on them. The Charlotte Hornets, they're under. over under thirty one and a half wins. We're all under. That's easy. Under twenty alternate line. Team MVP Lamelo because he's like the last good talent that and. I shouldn't say that. I love Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward, but they're on the wrong side of this team. And they need to free, free those guys. That's what yeah. I, I got them in most likely to be Jake, because please yes. free. Jake has it correctly. Rozier, <laughs> Hayward, it would make sense. Although Hayward, it's going to be tough to move I that giant. I want Terry Rozier on the Cavs so bad. Oh, so bad. That'd be awesome. That is my yeah, dream. Terry, Terry would definitely be the one. 
because it's like he could help him. I love Rogier so much, man. Yeah. He he leveled up when he went to Charlotte, and he just no one cares because he's just always playing on league pass, yeah. and no one no one's able to appreciate. Terry needs it. to be on a contender this year for sure. I said Bridges because hopefully, like hopefully, I don't. This, I didn't put him because I didn't want him to get I mean, traded. Just get yeah, him out of yeah. the league. Who's bro? gonna want yeah. to take him? Yeah. I guess that's a good point. We just want to see him gone. <laughs> Rogier makes more sense him. to be actually traded. Uh, this is the Hornets is nice because we can just fly through this. My my best case is they're a playing team, and this is that's too this is this is my worst worst case. <laughs> worst case is they are sold entirely for a new city, <laughs> so they wow. they get completely relocated. Forget the expansion team, bro. Just first work on fixing whatever is in charlotte it's so right sad because you think north carolina you think duke north carolina like basketball crazy yeah. place and they're saddled with these fucking terrible team that moved mm. left them and then they came yeah. back the zombie hornets and the the zombie teams always seem to be chaos you got the browns <laughs> yeah. and the hornets who are our two big zombie teams right now it's not good it's not it hasn't put been good the change the name to the sonics put this team in seattle and and move on with it, or you know, give Buffalo, give Buffalo a basketball. Yeah, team, oh, man. The the Buffalo don't tempt, me. don't tempt me, Donnie. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I'm with it. I mean, we need. To, that's my worst case for them, but that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Like we I, don't. I, yeah, I, I we don't want the Charlotte Hornets. I got Let's hear it. Best case, they win their one nationally televised game of the year against San Antonio. <laughs> That's they true. They win one game that where is people watch game. them against San Antonio. The only game people care about the Hornets, they win their one. Worst case is uh, those Mr. Beast patches turn into Mr. Beast's new YouTube video of Yo. him buying the Charlotte Hornets and <laughs> having open tryouts, and they become a meme team. <laughs> Mr. Beast is about to become Jackie Moon. They got, they got, fe- yeah. they got feastables and beast burgers in the arena. People uh, are just no. getting their stomach sicknesses all the time. Hornets, the Hornets are a bro. meme. I might buy the uh, Hornets. I, I wouldn't put it past Mr. Why not? Not? Think about that. That'd be Why not at this point? He'd do it for a YouTube video too. He's like, guys, he's gonna be he's, he's got the clickbait title. I just yeah. bought an NBA team. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got like it's like covering the arena and it's just got yeah. a bunch of question marks. Who did I buy? It's just uh, like LaMelo Ball, like yeah. <laughs> No, the balls and Mr. Bisco, they bring they bring LeVar oh. in. Oh that's man. hell. That's hell for NBA fans. That is hell scenario yeah. for actual NBA fans. It'd be big. Big baller beast brand instead of just big baller beast. <laughs> big baller beast. Four bees instead of three. They gotta oh, have one. No. All right. So under 31 and a half for the Hornets, and maybe they're a new team by by the end of the Charlotte. Sorry, beast. Charlotte fans. Yeah, sorry. If, if Hornet fans listen to this, I, I am terribly sorry, but that's the reality of your situation. Um, last team here in the oh. southeast. The Atlanta Hawks, slightly more exciting, but kind of same boat. Over under 42 and a half wins. I'm also taking the under here. How about you guys? Jake signaling under to me. Steve. Under. 33 win team. Under. Max. It didn't work. We thought it would be fun. Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, and then we remembered they have to play defense too. Didn't yeah. work. Yeah. So under. Most likely, You'll, you will not find a bigger Trey Young hater than me at this point. That's this man true. is not going to be the so much team. so that you wouldn't even make him the team MVP. You have Dejounte. No. <laughs> I just <laughs> noticed that <laughs> this guy. I couldn't do it. 
if Jante wasn't on this team, he'd have De- DeAndre Hunter. This yeah. guy. That- <laughs> I thought about Hunter. I thought about Hunter first. Like maybe Hunter has his glow up here. I like DeAndre. Like, oh, no, I do too. He's not team MVP. No. It's it's uh, Trey. Trey, Trey, I he's a good, Trey is he's gonna a get player. traded. I think. I really don't think it lasts that long. Yeah. So I actually what have him as my do? team MVP and most likely it. to be traded because. I don't know. What happened last year was just strange. Um, John Collins obviously talked shit about um, <laughs> Trey Young as soon as he left. The whole coaching situation it seems like a lot of players and staff took coaching side and not Trey yeah. Young side in that. Yeah. And, you know, who, who knows? Atlanta may be just growing frustrated with their superstar, and they have to be kicking themselves so hard about the Luka thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so no, I it think it was an even trade. It worked even out trade, for both yeah. teams. <laughs> what are you talking about? They each got a start. I think there's a world where he's the team MVP because he's probably going to average 25 plus and 10 yeah. plus assists yeah. again because that's what Trey Young does. Um, but unfortunately, that doesn't get you to the you know promised land and doesn't take you deep into the playoffs. Right. So I don't know this. Atlanta situation's weird. You know, we expect Trey Young to be Trey Young. We expect probably some more drama. My best and worst case for the Hawks is best case, second round of the playoffs if they make it there. Worst case, you know, they miss the playoffs completely, and it's everything that we just talked about. Yeah, I'm uh, right, right there with you. I think best case is probably Trey Young's a villain in the Garden again. He just breaks the yeah. next hearts again, and it's it's like Trey Young has his villain arc. But I don't see this team doing anything. Like I don't see them going anywhere. It's Trey Young's gonna have his games. He'll have his. Uh, Jake's gonna hate it. He'll have his forty point games. He'll have his games oh, he where he's he's shooting lights out. He'll have his games where he's got like thirty six points, fifteen assists. But at the end of the day, like mm, the Sox team, yeah, I'm over him. I think it's. I think it comes down to if I were the Hawks, if I was like the GM, this would be the easiest move to do. Just trade Trey at this point. Like it's there's. I just don't who see do you how think it gets want better. I don't like know. Who, That's the problem. Yeah. Like, I, like who can give up enough that you think it's worth exactly. it to, to trade him? Um, it would be. I don't know. There is not really a good, good option. I guess the Nets maybe. Maybe the Nets would be like. I guess they could use yeah. some like a guard there, but I yeah. don't know. There's a lot of Miami. If, if they wanted to trade with, with the Heat, you know, like, cool. I don't know, like those types of teams. Dude, like those that. Jimmy Butler. San Antonio, Trey and Wemby. Mm. Now we're talking. That would yeah. be fun. That'd be fun. And that would definitely help. San Antonio's got some good young pieces too. So, yeah. I think they're like, that's a team I feel like is a team that's like has a chance with like another star. That, like, cause that's what Trey, mm-hmm. Trey needs a guy that he needs to be someone's running mate. If he was yeah. Wemby's running mate, that might be perfect. Like that might be the best case scenario. So something like that. I'm not out completely on Trey. I'm out on Trey as franchise cornerstone. I still think he can help a lot of teams. Yeah, no, it's, I think that's a fair assessment of the Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young right there. Um, Any, any final words on either of these divisions, boys, the Northwest or the Southeast? Nope. We're almost there. Oh, Oklahoma city thunder. You get the win totals. And now take it now. Yeah. Because that thing is hitting. That's all I got. Yeah, I love that. Take the Thunder's win total. If you're feeling spicy with me, take the Blazers as well. Um, and the Hornets under. Yeah. Hornets so that, that'll that do it for the Triple H podcast, guys. Like we said, by the time you listen to this, it's going to be five days away. Whew. Five days away from the NBA season. We'd love it. 
go follow train wreck sports follow us everywhere at happy hour hoops one for steve jake and myself